don't care. Like, this is something that will help me in the long run. And so I'm sitting there and I'm like, you know, I think the most part that people like about teaching, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but it's like when you have your red pen and you're like marking up these papers and you're like, yeah, like this is, this is light work. Like grading was just a very nice aspect. But when I received their work, was it was just so, <laughs> I <remember laughs> when that. I re- right? You remember? Yeah. When I received their work, it was just not like college level material. And I was just, I, it, it frustrated me because I'm like, well, what schools did they come from that are not giving them the opportunity to be like better than what they're doing right now? Like, how did you not learn these simple things? Like, how did you not learn how to write a simple paragraph and what to put in a paragraph? Like, this should have been embedded in anything that the teacher was doing. I'd like to welcome everyone to another episode of the Let's Get Podcast. I'm your host, Zeke, and in this episode, I have my friend Jamise to speak about being a teacher. You can listen to this podcast on all major platforms, including YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts by clicking the link in the description below or going to allmylinks.com forward slash Let's Get Apart. Please rate it five stars. I'll give a content warning for the intro and learning you in this episode, and hope you have a nice day and enjoy the show. Yay. So first, I'd like to thank you for joining the podcast. Thank you for having me. No problem. And then, so the first question I always like to ask is, what would your origin story be? Oof, like, just like from where I come from and everything? It could be for your come from, could be a made-up story, could be what you're at right now. <laughs> He's like, for yourself. Um, I guess I'll just, I would basically just say like what I tell everyone. I mean, um born and raised in the Bronx, um, low income family, been through some struggles, the usual stuff, um, single parent household, um, just mainly that for the most part, and like just being raised by a single mother. Um, I think that's like what I walk through every time I tell somebody something about like who I am or like where I came from, because it's like, that's just what it is embedded in. Cool. And would you make that like a movie, a book, video game? You know what? I've also, I, I don't know if I've like explained this to people, but like I've always wanted to like write a personal like storybook or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, not obviously in my name, but like in someone else's name, like, you know, my own little persona. Um, but definitely like detailing like my specific life and what I've been through because it's stuff, man. Nice. And you mentioned a single father. I didn't, I didn't know that. Because I, you know, yeah, you mentioned single father. You usually hear like single mother or stuff like that. No, no, single mother. Yeah, I don't have, oh. no. My father's in my life, but like, okay. you know, I like see him every once in a blue moon. <laughs> Same here. Exactly, right? Yeah. We got to be raised by strong women. Mm-hmm. You know, we might, I disagree with them all the time. <laughs> Why? You know how me and my mom are. We just, I mean, it, it happens. I feel like, I mean, it, it is important to have your father in your life, though. Like, you do mm-hmm. need at least both parents, and they provide some perspective. Yeah. Of what not to do at the stoplight. <laughs> we, we, we're not even <laughs> going to get there. <laughs> we're not even going to get there. But, so recently you've been teaching, right? Yes, I teach. I'm, in, I'm going into my second year of teaching pre-K at a 
community-based organization. So it's basically a daycare, pre-K, preschool center um, in a community. So it's like very home-based, like it's meant to be empowering and like for the community and, you know, just to be there for them. I was teaching, because people keep telling me to become a teacher. I'm just like, that's scary. I mean, you know what? And that's the same thing people told me when I was younger. They were like, you're going to become a teacher. And I'm like, heck no. I'm like, you want me to sit there and deal with immature children? I'm like, that is not what I want to do with my life. I'm like, I would rather be doing media or some other thing that's like going to show and present my face and like make me use my voice and then come and turn around. I'm like right into teaching and um, actually didn't, I necessarily, it's not that I didn't want to teach pre-K or anything like that, but like I definitely did not want to teach middle school because like the immaturity level of children, I just, I don't have the patience for it. But it's funny that I have the patience for like little kids because I know they're like learning and they're, they're in the process of developing those social skills and stuff. So it's not that terrible. But um, teaching is very difficult. Like don't let anyone tell you anything different. Like, and there's no rule book to it. So it's like you're put to the standard of like, this is what you have to teach. Like, yes, this is curriculum that you have to teach. And then it's like, but what are you going to bring into the classroom that's going to make it so that it's not just about curriculum? Like if I, people think that you can't teach kids about race, like little four or five-year-olds, like you can teach them about race. You can teach them about racism. You can teach them about financial literacy. And it's like, how do I still incorporate all of that, all of that stuff? And also like embedded in the curriculum where it's like you have to teach it to fidelity like you can't play around with it you could play around with it just to fit the needs of the student but it's like it, it encompasses so many things that like teaching is just it's not and it's not only about that it's like building relationships it's about the planning part which i'm still working on is just like trying to be more organized in that aspect so it's like so many things that come with it and it's like the parents come in there and they expect you to do your job like are you teaching my child the right way? Or are they just playing in the classroom all day? <laughs> like, how is teaching, like, little kids? It's, like, it's not really, like, like, are you coming with, like, a lesson plan? Somebody like that? Yeah. I mean, um, I think, so we have, like, it's, it's not, it's kind of the same way as you teach, like, you know, any other grade level. But I think for pre-K specifically, there's a lot of um, learning through play. So, you know, they spend at least a good 75 minutes like being in their own, like they're going to the block area, they go into the dramatic play center. They, it's like they have that time to kind of learn through these like hands-on type of experiences, right? And so um, a lot of it, a lot of what we do when we teach them is songs because they know that they can like sing back to you and that's the best way for them to remember things. And then it's the simple fact that like, you're not teaching them. So say for instance, if I'm teaching like the number one, like I would obviously make that something that it's like very simple for them to get through and like something that they can play with. So like if they're in the block area and I'm like one block, one block, right? So it's like something like that instead of like sitting there lecturing them because they're not going to listen to you. They're going to block out. They're going to be rolling around on the carpet. They're not, <laughs> they're going to run off of the carpet and they're actually not going to be learning anything. So it's like, I guess for like, you have to be very, very like very specific when you think about like what you're doing with pre-k students like between the ages of at least two and five um it's a lot of like things that you have to take into consideration because they're they can only sit for so long like 10 minutes is even too much for them so it's like are you going to give them a little brain break like are you going to let them dance around a little but not too much because then once they get excited it's like through the roof right so it's like teaching them is 
it's more on your part of like you being a child again. So like if I wanted to learn something that I needed to learn like a math subject or like some science experiment, like how would I want to learn it if I was a child? Like what would you want your child to do in order to do that? And like just kind of like making that go inside your classroom. Yeah. So I'll pretty much kind of make it fun because learning is not fun all the time. Pretty much. It has to be fun. It can't be demanding. Like you can't expect them like to show them the letter A and be like, yeah. I'm, and then they're like, you ask them what letter is that? And they're like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, and I'm like, of course you don't know because it's like, you, you have to have practice with it. Like you have to play around with it. They have to do fun games with it. And it's like, I think that's the part that like people don't understand. And it's like, well, the kids are just playing all day. And it's like, no, they're not playing all day. They're actually playing and learning at the same time. You just don't see it because they having too much fun, which is something you don't see when you go like higher up. Like you don't see kids playing in middle school. I don't, I don't remember. No, you just gave me a textbook and called it a day. High school was the same thing. College was the same thing. It's like the fun aspect left the entire building. Yeah. Uh, Comparing like, I was speaking to Quinn the other day about how he teaches like middle school. It was very mm -hmm. similar. We had to like, he had to um, base the teaching based on the, his needs. So he had to mix up the um, different, the different teacher styles. Some people need visual, mm -hmm. some people are auditory, some people need experimenting. Yes. Our experience with that college is pretty much similar also. Where mm -hmm. You just kind of have to be like, okay, take a breath of like, what you do you need? Exactly. And it's like, I mean, like, obviously, like, I think when it comes to college, like professors are just like, I'm going to lecture this to you mm -hmm. and you just learn however I'm teaching it to you. Because it's like, if you want me to read 20 pages of a textbook, but what if I'm not, like, if I don't want to read anything, I just want to look at diagrams and stuff of that nature, which is like, teaching style just varies across the board, which is, and some people don't take it into consideration because certain kids just won't, they just won't learn best if they don't have their resources that they need. Yeah, because I'm personally, I'm better at like visual and experience, like uh, do like an example, like, all right, cool. They ask my questions mm -hmm. and I got it. You want me to read? I can, but like, I'm gonna fall asleep. Which is, and imagine telling, imagine trying to tell a three-year-old, like, yeah, read it. Just look at, read it, read this little number and tell me what you see. Like, they're not going to do it. Come on now. We have to see, like, where they're at developmentally and, like, what's developmentally appropriate. Yeah. You ever get to the point where, like, our parents and then you ask them a question and they get it wrong and then, like, your parents just keep yelling louder and you just like, that's not how that works. And you know what? I think that's, like... It depending on how frustrated you get and that's you know that's like mainly and I've thought about that and I'm like usually like when the kids don't get the right answer I'm like heavily frustrated and I'm like I have to remember that like I can't do what my mom did and like repeatedly say the question and think they're gonna know like if I didn't know it the first time and maybe I'm playing around with you and maybe I'm just joking with you but like the second time if the third time if I look at you and I don't I tell you I do not know this answer I do not know the answer. It's like the screaming does not help anything. It just imitates, it intimidates the child and just makes them feel like they don't know what they're doing. Yeah, still got PTSD scars from that. Trust me, we, I think we all do. I think my, like the amount of times my mom yelled at me, what does this mean? And I'm like, come on, I'm just like, I'm scared for my life. I'm like, listen, I don't know what to tell you right now. Yeah, because I was tutoring and I remember getting to that point it was like, I, I can't explain it even. I don't know what else to do. But I had to calm down, like, cool. 
just it's not that important. It's, it's important, but it's not that important. Exactly. Like it's 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 like you know, because it's like I think when you, especially when you're tutoring, like you know, you have to like it's like especially if you've learned it and you're like, wait, what's the simplest way I can teach this to you so that you can get it? And it's like. I think I've done it already. So if you don't know it, I'm I'm still frustrated. Like I don't I don't know what else to tell you. Yeah, yeah, that's a yeah. It's that is the difference between being able to teach something and knowing something. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people know things, but mm-hmm. to teach it is a different, different, a different, different mindset as a whole. Yeah, I definitely agree. I mean, like. Which is, I mean, I'm like going through my grad school program and stuff like that. And it's like this difference between like knowing and understanding. Like you can know something, but the, the fact that you understand it means that you can apply it to a bunch of situations. So if you can't apply it to a bunch of situations, there's no way that you can teach it. Because it's like, well, I can teach you the basics and fundamentals. Like, yeah, one plus one equals two. But like, what am I doing past that? Like, how can I give you this and teach it to you so that you're able to use it in your daily life, right? Mm-hmm. It's like if you don't have that understanding part down, you ain't gonna be able to teach nothing. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm just like, I'm like, I need help. I need an expert. Teach me to me real quick. Okay, cool. Sometimes when you know something, you just miss the steps. You just like, all right, this. You just take it for granted. Like, all right, I start here. So you start at step three, step seven, mm-hmm. step one. Yep, definitely. I think you know the, my lesson plans don't be all put together sometimes. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> Maybe I had a time where you had that's a plan and then you go in it and then the students are like, we need something else. Like, it's like, the lesson plan, you had an idea, it's all set. And then it just, you had to improvise on the spot. Yeah. You know what? There, being a first year teacher is really difficult because it's like, you don't, and especially since like I didn't, I felt like if I shadowed someone in the beginning, it would have been better, like at least a week of like what it looked like to do this and to do that. And like sitting there and like when I had to intentionally like actually like create this lesson plan or this read aloud and I'm like, let me see what I can do. And I've recorded myself teaching because you know that I have to do that for my grad program. And it's like when the, you can, the kids won't even tell you when the lesson plan just falls short because they don't know what you're teaching them. They're not aware of anything. They just think you're reading to them but they're actually learning life lessons. So like you can feel the failure all in your body. And it's like, especially if I come to that question and I'm like, like say for instance, if I was reading Little Red Riding Hood and I'm like, what, like why did the wolf want to eat grandma? Like why, why did he want to get to grandma in the first place? And they're like, because Little Red Riding Hood. <laughs> and I'm like, well, that's not the answer I was technically looking for. Or like you just, you can see the students, like the students will tell you in their behavior that like, this is just, it's just not working anymore. Like whatever you're trying to do right now is just not working. Especially if I got like five kids on the carpet, two of them running around the room and other ones looking around, circling around, playing with each other. Like that's how you know you basically failed your lesson plan in a pre-K classroom. Especially if like you didn't take the kids specific needs into consideration because like maybe that kid is a fidgeter so okay cool let me give him something to just play with real quick right and it's like when your lesson plan fails like you can feel it and it just feels like a failure because it's like well how can I make this better so that the next time I create something is gonna actually be effective as well as like how can I make sure that these kids are ready for kindergarten like that would just be a huge failure on my part because it's like 
your kindergarten teacher is going to be like, what school did you come from? And I'm going to be like, oh, I don't, uh, it's like, That's you know? <laughs> I, I'm not aware of who that child is. I'm sorry to inform you. Right. And it's like, I guess like that pressure right there. And it's like, I guess you can feel the failure, but also that like what they usually tell teachers is like, it's a work in progress. Like the things that you do, like you're going to get better at it every year as you become um, a new teacher and you get a new set of students and stuff. So it's like, they, to become an expert teacher or like you know a very good educator is it takes some time so there, there was a few times I failed and the kids was just rolling on the carpet and I just I was like fine I'm not reading anymore I'm done I don't let's just let's just sit and relax till lunch comes right and then I'm just like wow like I really just failed all of them right now um so you do feel those moments like I do feel defeated so it's it's really difficult It'd be like that sometimes. <laughs> it's so sad. My main thing about teaching is scared is that because children they also deal with life, and then when you when we care for somebody else's child, you you get to that it's like a, a heightened level of of what you call it alertness that you on, and then like, mm-hmm. hypersensitivity, and you gotta be a strong person for that. Yep, you definitely do. And then you decide if you want to protect your child, but you can't do all of it. You can't tell your child you're suing, but you can, can't do all of it. No, you can't. I mean, listen, I wish I could give them all the things that they need, but like to put that, and I mean, you could, but it's like the things that, it, that, it, that is expected of like educators now is just, it's like you're, you're teaching ABCs all the way to like, well, how can I make sure that my parents retire at the right time, right? And it's like, well, I can't teach that. Like, all of that to this kid in 12 months. Like, I would hope that he learns all of it, but it's like, realistically speaking, you just have to, like, figure out how to put it in the most kid-friendly way possible. Like, you saw from ABCs, now you saw, like, now invest in Apple stocks. Like, could you imagine me telling a child that? They're probably like, I don't know what you're talking about, Mr. Means. And I'm gonna be like, I don't know what I'm trying to teach you either. Like you see that you see that iPad? It's a company that made it, right? And then that company, you can buy part of the company and then they pay you. Mm-hmm. You're like, what? That's how you I'll Exactly. And it's like, yeah, teaching them money. Like, come on now. If I, it's 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 a lot of stuff that comes into it. Listen. Like I went to business school and I still don't understand money. It, that should tell you something. <laughs> I got a C minus of C minus of finance, you know. Yeah, y'all did that to yourself. I was I was not trying to do anything business related. I knew my body couldn't take it. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't prepared. <laughs> neither was I. I was just like, I got it. <laughs> but what clicked to make you become a teacher? Um. Oh well, I, this is like what they call your why when you go to when you start teaching like this is what makes you can like what you when you first got in and then like why you continue to do it so i think for me it was like when i was in the seek program and i finally like got that opportunity to be um a summer workshop academy leader and so i was teaching critical inquiry at that time and all I remember is like, I mean, those group of students were just awesome, like so many different personalities and stuff. And I was just happy to have that opportunity because I had been trying to get in for the longest to teach communications, but that didn't work out. But I was like, this is still a leg up. Like, I don't care. Like, this is something that will help me in the long run. And so I'm sitting there and I'm like, 
you know, I think the most part that people like about teaching, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but it's like when you have your red pen and you're like marking up these papers and you're like, yeah, like this is, this is light work. Like grading was just a very nice aspect. But when I received their work, it was just so, (laughs) right. You remember? Yeah. When I received their work, it was just not like college level material. And I was just, it it frustrated me because I'm like, well, what schools did they come from that are not giving them the opportunity to be like better than what they're doing right now? Like, how did you not learn these simple things? Like, how did you not learn how to write a simple paragraph and what to put in a paragraph? Like, this should have been embedded in anything that the teacher was doing. And so, like, I think I had a conversation with them. And I was like, and, you know, I was chill with them because we're all around the same age. We're still in the same experiences. And I'm just having a conversation. I'm like, what schools did you guys come from? I'm like, because I, I was honest, I was transparent. I was like, because your work is just, I was like, what, what is this? And they were honest. They were like, they was like, I know it was bad. I, I was, I literally winged it. And I was like, well, what's going on? Like, what school did you come from? And they were like, yeah, I came from this school in the Bronx and I came from this school in Brooklyn. And I'm just like, and they were like, yeah. Then one student was like, yeah, they literally just passed me for like, literally barely passed the regents. And they just wanted me out the building. Like they were basically telling me these stories of teachers just making them go further on to their education, even though they weren't ready for the next stage of their life. And it's like, we're just, we're just making these people just swing through. Like, this is what life is supposed to be. And it's like, well, you didn't even get the basic foundation of knowledge that you need to be a better student in college. And so that like pissed me off very much. And like, that's when I applied to Teach for America. And I was like, I'm hoping I get high school and I didn't get high school. But I was like, maybe it was just a sign. I was like, continuously telling people, I'm like, I want to understand the foundation. Like, I want to, I've been a student. I've been in the Bronx my entire life. Like, I know the school system very well since I've experienced it. And I was like, I need to be on the teacher side to see what foolishness is going on, right? And it was like, I definitely got here and saw the foolishness. So I was like, very important for me to just be in pre-K or to be an ECE, early childhood educator um, right now. So that's like my why, what like clicked me to like push me. It's just frustration. When you feel that, that just anger and build up, it, it just pushes you. Yeah. I can see that. I remember in high school, my guidance also told us that a lot of high schools are just mm-hmm. getting them to graduate, not getting them ready for college. Yeah, like what, that. What's the purpose? Yeah. It's just like, <laughs> what's next? exactly like what what are you making me go here for four years for also like at coach carter there's one of the people in the like one of the people working at school like these students like the higher than their life we're just like it's just high, mm-hmm. high school should be a high your life you mm-hmm. know more because you don't exactly. live a long time and that's another thing it's like people put this like pressure on like you getting to college and stuff and it's like well they're not preparing us for it so what are we supposed to do to be honest, I don't understand the sentence structure of a like the structure of a sentence. I can't explain it to you, but I know how to write. You think I do? <laughs> <laughs> you know how many times they probably taught us like where the noun goes and where the verb goes, and I'm just like, listen, I know how to write the sentence. Don't ask me which part is of which because I can't tell you from a hole in the wall. Remember sophomore year high school. I got a, a like a six out of sixteen on the um, uh, uh, definition test. It was all like mm-hmm. most of it was like sentence structure stuff, like 
pronoun, nouns, adjectives. I'm just like, oh no. So I can see where the source comes from. Exactly, right? Like, I mean, there's certain things you learn that you just don't, you don't remember. And it's like, I guess it's fine to a certain extent, depending on what you want to do with your life. But like, I think English, like I love writing, but you couldn't tell me just, mm -mm, I'm sorry, too much. Yeah. And also think with high school is most like, the census, um, what you call it, structured, the school is very structured until you get to college and then it's just like, everything's open-ended. Think for yourself, you just like, a lot of people that could be a whiplash. Yeah, because it's like, well, and I think that's another thing. It's like, you're, which is why like, public speaking is so important. Like, <clears throat> if you can't openly express yourself, because that's what the professor is asking you. Like, when they ask you a question, they expect you to be able to articulate yourself and explain your reasoning and your opinion and things of that nature. And it's like, well, they weren't asking me of this in high school. All I was told was, I need to get the right answer. And if I don't have the right answer, I have failed. So yeah. it's like, what, there's no, like, they don't teach them to speak out. And it's like, that's, that's a huge problem. Because this summer, I was out of my element because I was helping with Black Studies and I had to help them with the essay parts. And I was just like, you guys, I am not the best essay writer. But the main problem was that they didn't know how to like, think. Because they was waiting for the structure of like, this is how you, just as a professor, what you write the essay. But he always gave him mm -hmm. was a prompt. I'm like, hey, go ahead, do what you want. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's where like the creative aspect comes in. Like people aren't, we're not teaching people to just, you know, do what they want to do in their own space. We're teaching them to be like these robots and like, this is how you write this and this is how you write that. And this is what you have to do. And it's like, well, what's a way that they can do it on their own so that when they get back into like their own space, they're like, okay, I think I can write this the way that I need to write it without feeling stressed and like pressure that this is the structure that it needs to be in. And it's like, in reality, speaking the truth, like that there is no real true structure. Like if I got my point across, I've gotten my point across. Like, I think that's what they're not teaching. The creative aspect of it is like, we are losing that from people. People are just finding it in different ways. And then it's like, no, we should just all have that side of it. And it's like, it's not so straightforward all the time. Yeah. School system sucks. You, you tell him, listen, you, you don't even know the half of it. <laughs> you don't even know the half of it. I, I'm like, um, I'm a part of this like um, ECE um, advocacy thingy, a part of OPNY. And we're like doing our campaign right now. And we're trying to like get the research and like figure out like what we can change in the school system. And when I tell you the like power mapping, the the funds even thinking about how the funds go into the school system it was a headache based it's already a headache based on the area it's, income right it's based on so like the fund it's so your funding streams are like they're like doe they're the feds mm -hmm. they're nonprofit. it's like all over the place but then it's also um the schools get paid based on i know pre-k i'm speaking for pre-k they get based per pupil so it's like this is how much your ch the child is worth at this school. And this is how much we think you're going to need in your classroom based on this child's worth. So it's like, they're just putting a dollar on each child and expecting that to fit across the board. And it's like, well, there are some schools that are more impoverished than others. And how do you expect to fix that? What do you expect to do? And then I found out yesterday, which is the most craziest thing in the world, that they're actually receiving funding from like the criminal justice system. So like they're circling the drug money back into the school system to kind of 
get away from this like poverty aspect. So it's supposed to cure the poverty in the city. So I was just like, so you're using drug money to, to fund these programs. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Beautiful. Awesome. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Just circle the money. Yeah. Just circle it around. The prison, the pipe, the school, the prison pipeline. Then you have schools get money based on the East disability student. Exactly. And to get it for a disability student is even more because like even I'm an ICP teacher, so it's an integrated um, like classroom teacher. And so I do have special education students in my classroom. And it's like, I've heard countless times that the only way that my school would have stayed like just functioning is the fact that they have those special education children in the building because we would not get the amount of enrollment that we need. And it's like, well, now I'm curious how much you're paying for these students with disabilities how much are you actually putting work per child and how much are you receiving per child just to have them being enrolled in your program like it's just it, it's ridiculous as a disability student terrible i know all about that i'm just like what say less it's just and that's another thing like people and that's another thing that's like conversation that's coming up is like sped it's like these listen you don't know how many like <clears throat> ieps i've looked at and they've all been copy and paste, copy, paste. I literally read one child and she's a girl, she's a female. They literally refer to her as a male. And I'm like, so you didn't even bother to read or even see this child because you, you, you didn't do anything. And it's like, they're, they're, not treating, they're not treating sped children like with more, like according to their needs and their specific situations. It's, it's really frustrating. Yeah. Teaching is fun. Teaching is, it can be it can be fun sometimes. I think I've I've I'm being in pre K, like I've been childish with the kids a few times. Yeah. What else about school and teaching? So how do you like deal with like the each child's like different needs and like when they have a bad day and they're not going on? Yeah. Um well, you know, that has drastically changed with, you know, remote learning and stuff of that nature. But um, I feel like, like, I mean, I'm real big on just building that personal relationship with each student. So like, I'll sit there, I'll talk to them. I'll like, try to figure out like, who their immediate family is, and like, what they like to watch, what they like to play with. And I think in that aspect, it's like, just having that conversation with them, you learn so many like, little things that like, it's not even little, like to them, it may seem little, but it's like huge. Cause it's like, well, how can I incorporate that into the classroom? So like last year, my kids really loved, um, what is it? PJ mask. Oh my gosh. I still tell you, like, I think I like completely forgot about who the characters are, are for that show, but I know it's like, um, Geico or Gecko and like cat boy. And yeah, it's, exactly right that's they were bringing me back to like being a little child and i was like now i have to go home and like watch these shows just to have this conversation with you so it takes a lot of time and like building those relationships and stuff so like you get kids that are having bad days you know i've been i've been bit i've been kicked i've been spit at like you know and it's like having that like you get frustrated obviously you get angry and stuff like that but i think it's also the fact that like you have to sit there and have that conversation with the child to see what's bothering them so like yeah. if I feel like if one of my kids like I know he's like angry or she's angry and they're like upset and I'm like well 
the thing that they have in pre-K is called the, um, you know, your safe place. So like they go in the corner, they sit there, they relax, they like speak about their mood and they try to like calm down and do certain like breathing exercises and stuff like that. But then it's like some kids just don't, they don't want to like dance. Like say friends, instance, like if they don't want to dance for music and movement, I'm like, okay, well, you can stand there or you can like sit at the table. It's like, you have to give children options and choices. Like you either have one or the other. And it's like, in order for them to like be able to express themselves, you know, because when you get older, it's like, well, they try to limit your speaking. And it's like, no, I, I need to tell you that like, this is what I need from you. And like the kids will tell you, they'll be like, Mr. Mies, I don't want to dance. And I'm just like, can you just please? And if they don't do it, I'm just like, all right, fine. I'm like, you do what you need to do. Like, and then with remote learning, it's the same situation. Like one child, he came on and he was like, he was, he did not want to come on Zoom. He was like, I'm, I was like, do you not want to be here? He was like, no. I was like, well, are you going to join us tomorrow and so forth? And he was like, yes. I was like, go on and enjoy your day. Like they're in their homes as well. Like you're invading their private space. Like, I mean, if I was home too, I wouldn't want to be on a Zoom either. So it's like, you have to give them that opportunity to just not be in the space if they don't want to be. Yeah. Like children complex and then you always just gotta adapt to it and be like, okay, cool. But sometimes everybody has their bad days. Yeah, they have, I mean, they come in, they're angry. They, they want to be violent to their friends, probably. Like, they may want to hit someone. They may want to do this. Some children can't control it. Um, and, like, I think for, for you, you just have to be patient and you have to be willing to kind of teach them what it means to have this, to build their social emotional skills. So if they're angry, you're not teaching them to go punch walls. You're teaching them to verbalize what they're saying so like this past year there was a lot of children that were like they would shut down and like you could see it in their face like when they got angry you would be like you would try to talk to them and they would not say a thing they would rather just throw toys or do some other thing and it's like it's not about that it's about you the teacher being able to just have this like functioning conversation and you you have to have that relationship first because it's like if i don't trust you i'm i'm not going to care what's coming out of your mouth right? Like you could tell me all you want to tell me and I'm not going to listen. Like if you tell me to stop throwing toys at the friend, at one of your friends, like I'm just going to keep doing it. Why? Because I don't know you like that. You're not, <laughs> you're my teacher, but we haven't had that solid relationship first. So it's like building that relationship first and then like teaching them these techniques to kind of get them to understand that that's not the appropriate way to release your anger, the appropriate way to express yourself. Like you could even say like, I'm angry. Like that's literally, that's the, like literally the first step, like just being able to verbalize what you like need in that situation and what you feel. And it's like, some kids just need that language. And some teachers are just like, they think it's just them being bad. And they're like, well, let me kick them out the classroom or let me take them down here or let me do this and let me do that. And it's like, no, like, who do you think you're dealing with? You're in a low income community. People have trauma. Like the children feel the trauma. Like they're not, they're not stupid. They feel everything and they're experiencing what their parents are experiencing. So it's like, you have to take that into consideration about what's going on in their personal life as well. Yeah, that's the point. And it's like, because children will feel trauma and they will express it. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, you gotta be a strong person for that. Exactly. Trust me, did you think I like getting bit or spit at? Like, no, it wasn't enjoyable. <laughs> I know there were like things going on in that like household and things of that nature that I just needed to, you know, 
I needed to, I, I felt, I felt I was angry. I was furious. I had to do a few walks out of the classroom because I needed to just get myself together. And, you know, after a while, like it just, it just like comes to you depending on how important you just feel about children and like just the fact that they're well and that their mental health is well important, like is just a big part of it as well. What else is going on with life, quarantine? What well, there's a lot of stuff going on with quarantine. There's there's a lot of what there's remote learning. There's a lot of police brutality. Don't even want to. That's just another. RP Black Panther. <laughs> oh my god! You know, <laughs> I literally had to text. Um, my boyfriend, I was like, this is so sad. I was like, please tell me this ain't true. I was like, there's, there's been enough grief, enough grief. Like, just let me live, let me breathe. And I was like, for four years. And I'm like, I was like, I don't, I was like, I don't even know how to like look at his situation. Like some people are like, it was like, he really held it. Like he went through all of this with all his struggle. And I'm just like, there's also this aspect that like capitalism just makes you just throw yourself out there so much that you just forget to like make sure that you're well and that you're safe. And it's like, I, I don't even know what to think. Like, I'm just like, this inner circle is the best inner circle I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Ain't nobody said nothing. Really? They're better than the secret service. It's like, and I remember when episode five, I told her, man, you should get Travis Boston to play him in his movie. Mm-hmm. I'm <laughs> play his movie. Exactly, right? Like, how are we supposed to do this now? It was so sad. I was just like, I'm just hoping, well, I'm, I'm, I'm wondering if any of the kids that I get this year will have, like, a deep sense of, like, Black Panther is my, like, hero. And I'm just like, I, I can't deal right now. Please don't help. Please don't make me go through this. <laughs> yeah, 2020 has been a new year. Yeah. It's been pretty terrible and, like, with all this like I think for me it's just mainly like I mean we've all been sitting in the house I've been I was at least in my home for a good like four or five months till I actually stepped outside unless to like get groceries and stuff but like now that this whole like reopening stuff is happening and I like I'm like I gotta be around the kids again like why are you doing this to me like you know I don't want to infect anybody and I don't want anyone else to get infected so it's like now you want me to come bulletproof to teach kids Yeah. Well, no, no, don't work like that. Uh, I don't think about becoming a teacher, teacher, but then I was like, I'm still back and forth with it. I think it's a very like, you definitely need, like, you definitely have to want to be a teacher. Cause it's like, and I think a lot of people say this is like, people don't go into teaching for the pay. Cause I mean, we, we don't get paid like that. It's not that, it ain't that great, right? And it's like, so you literally have to like, think about like, do I really care for children? Like, what is my passion? Like, why am I even teaching kids in the first place? Why would I even want to teach a child? Like, why would I want to do that in the first place? And it's like, I think for me specifically, like, it's just, I don't know. I like to, one, I just love their little faces. Like, you don't understand how happy they are in the classroom and how much they be making me laugh. Like, there's times we've literally tickled each other just to get through the day. Like, 
So it's like just <laughs> like just playing around with them in general. And it's like then when you're teaching them, it's like you're actually building towards the next generation. And I keep telling people, like a lot of people say, like, you know, when you're um, in early childhood education, like you're teaching the children and it's like, but the thing is you're teaching children and you're also teaching the parents, like you're educating everyone, like the students, the parents, the community. Cause it's like, as the, as it goes down in the line, like third grade, fourth grade, fifth grade, you start to lose that parent engagement and that parent education. It's like, it starts to wimble down. Cause in college, you don't need your parents with you anymore. <laughs> Even, even in high school, depending on how you are, like with my mom, she was like, well, you're getting good grades, so I don't need to go to parent teacher conference. And it's like, wow, wow, you just, you must have did your part a long time ago. But it's like, there's also this aspect that we're not educating our parents enough either. Like we're not teaching these parents what it means for your child to be in this specific program. Like, what are they learning in this school? Like, what do they need to know in order to advocate for their child in the long run? And, you know, that's what I'm just trying to work on right now. Yeah. Definitely remember my mom being very more vocal in elementary. And then once I got to middle school, she said I was okay. High school, she was like, I don't need to go. I need to go to the conference, right? Except that one time I got 75 in calculus and she was ready to kill me. Yeah. What, what, is, what is about that? I have to have this conversation with parents. They just be, they expect you to be getting 80s, 85s, 90s. And you know what? You look at their report card and you're like, well, I don't think you got that. So I don't know why you're expecting it from me. It was mainly because I'm good at math. And she was like, mm -hmm. what happened? Like, it, was, she was like, it was just English. She was like, all right, I understand. You suck at English. Uh-huh. And it's like, this is math. This is what you're good at. Exactly. Granted, like the teacher gave it to me to humble me. So. The, you, wait, wait, wait a minute. The teacher gave you that to humble you? Yeah. He didn't want me to get he can't want me to get too ahead of myself. Wow. See, this is this is what we're this is what we're doing <laughs> as teachers. I can't I cannot believe it. It's like, yeah, let me just shoot you down a little bit just so you know the reality of the situation that I, I just need you to put you down a few pedestals so you know what we're doing <laughs> right now. I can't. I mean I got I got a 90 in the class at the end of it, so I know, but like come on now. You you <laughs> may have to what what if your mother was just like she was so angry and so frustrated and she was like you know what i'm beating you tonight like that would have been a beating that could have been avoided <laughs> if he had given you what you needed right like what you deserved rightfully deserved yeah i think he explained to her what happened like what he did that's what calmed her down and she was just angry and you could think all oh, my teachers just are angry just like what happened that's ridiculous Oh yeah. Should working with other people's children. Yeah, I am working. Yeah, you know what? I get a lot of questions. I'm like, they'd be like, "Are you a parent?" And I'm like, <laughs> I don't have no child of my own. And they're like, "Oh, so so our children are like your children?" And I'm like, "Yeah, they definitely are. Trust me." <laughs> He's like, "No, no. Why? I mean, I." <laughs> I mean, I see it that way because it's like, they're my students and like, <clears throat> I like build these deep relationships with them. And it's like, you know, I'm, you're, you're, you're bringing them in my custody for at least seven hours a day. And it's like, I would expect you to treat them like they were your own, right? Like, whatever, yeah. if you wouldn't do that to your child, don't be doing it to mine. I remember over summer, last summer, I was helping out in group, And one of the students was like, why am I so pessimistic? But like, mm -hmm. I was watching them and I was like, 
when you watch other people's children, that's a whole different story. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm expecting the worst. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you always have to be, and I feel like it's even worse with children because it's like, children will be honest and go home and tell their parents what, what you said, what you did, and what you didn't do, right? Like, they're, they're not sitting there holding back any information. And it's like, especially with, like, children, like, you know, you're still taking care of them. Like, they're still probably trying to learn to use the bathroom. And it's like, well, I can't leave them in poop and pee all day. So, like, now I got to be changing diapers, right? So, it's like you go home. If your parent picks you up in there, they're going to be frustrated if you still have diaper, like, doo-doo in there from, like, 1, like, 10 this morning. Like, come on now. Let's be real. So, it's like, it is a lot of, like, added pressure to, like, you know, treat other people's children, you know the same way you would treat your own. Like Kevin Hart said, your baby came here with both eyes, right? Like, are you sure? Exactly. My baby came in the oven. My baby was smart. Your baby was smart. <laughs> he was so for real in that one. <laughs> he was like, you got to give it back the way it came from. My mom would say, I want you to go to school. One thing different is learning something new. Which is what it should be. And I think that's, that's a big part of it. But I think what we, it's like learn something new, but it's like people, I think we need to just start framing school as like, you're just, you're learning to learn. You're learning to become a person. So it's like, I'm like, I want you to be able to think. I want you to be able to be a, like an advocate. I want you to be able to be a civilian. Like I want you to be able to preach to the choir when you need to, when you get out there in the real world. And it's like, well, between pre-K and 12th grade, you're just, you're a robot. And then when you get into college, you start to experience a little more, bit more of like flexibility and more open space. And it's like, well, now I can learn these things. But it's like, that's so late in the game. Like you could have taught me this in middle school and I would have been way above what I needed to be when I got to college. Yeah, definitely got to work with People like middle school and up, I ain't trying to work with no babies and have to change the diapers. Like, nah, that ain't the parent. Yeah, I don't, I don't see you doing that. I feel like high school would be very good. Yeah, we can have conversations and we're mm-hmm. they're developed enough that they can think and then respond. And like, right, cool, they can respond. Yeah, exactly. Because you you can't you can't get a four year old to respond to a very intellectual, deeply <laughs> felt question. Sometimes they're like, "What? Yeah, like, what?" <laughs> like you, right? My fault. I I made a mistake. <laughs> it's like after that, you're like, you know what? Yep, that was all. That was all on me. Like I I just didn't know how to ask that question to you. That that was yep. Never mind. Don't answer it. It's fine. <laughs> Just walk away, just like, all right, scratch that off the notepad. <laughs> this is not the right question that I was supposed to be asking these children today, but okay, we'll, we'll get back to it another day. You know, maybe I'll just have to think about it. So asking about quantum visits, and just like, you're like, what? And you're like, my fault. Listen, you you talking about physics, all I'm thinking about is, I was like, I think they have this toy in the classroom where it's like friction, and I was like, we're teaching pre-K children about friction. I was like, what is the kid-friendly definition of friction? I was like, I'm sitting there, I'm like, oh. I was like, why do you have all these subjects? (laughs) It helps you move. (laughs) They're going to be like, okay. Yeah, you just, like, because friction is the thingy that, because if you don't have friction, then you can't 
push off. Just... Mm-hmm. You see, and you're trying to explain it. And then I got to teach that to the kids <laughs> and I got to make sure I say the right definition because then they'll go around and I'm the next lesson plan that we have. I'm like, so friends, can you remind me what friction is? And they're like, the thing that keeps you moving, I think. <laughs> that's, that's, the, that's momentum. <laughs> exactly. Right. And then they'll be like, got to teach the right thing. Right. So it's like vocabulary is very important. Yep. That's why I keep my limited to the words I know. Mm-hmm. Definitions I know. It's like the words multiple syllables. I I know the same. It's like I ain't gonna use it. No need to. It's, I think people and people be trying. They be trying so hard to use these big words, and I'm like, you don't have to use the big words. You just keep it simple so that you're able to express what you need to say. Because once you start talking some sense that you wouldn't even ever come out of your mouth, like it just wouldn't come out of your mouth. Don't even try it because people aren't gonna listen to you. And just like what? With a four year old, like what? <laughs> You're bad. <laughs> yeah, they they listen. You can't give them like huge words. That's why there's like tiers. You gotta start with you know tier one and work your way up to tier two. And you know if they if they're ready for tier three, they can get to it. Do they still have maps in pre K? Maps. Map 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 time. Yeah yeah they have nap time. Thank that's the best part of the day to be honest if you ask me <laughs> that's like my time to like decompress it's like after a long day y'all just put me through y'all are finally sleeping um unfortunately i know my program won't have any naps since you know coronavirus and all they're trying to send their kids home earlier so i'm like that'll you know it's, it's i mean it makes the day a little shorter i guess but you know, it was nice for them to have that nap because they knew, like, some kids just get tired. And they're gone. I think for me as a child, too, that was the best part of the day. Like, you couldn't tell me nothing. Yeah, I don't, I never napped, so. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, so you were the kid staying up? <laughs> That's when it becomes terrible. You get the child that does not want to sleep. I did, I did nap in college. <laughs> of course we did <laughs> listen countless times that, that's college is literally the it will literally let you know like you've never slept before in your life like this 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 is the real this is the real you thought you was you thought you was sleeping back then you thought you was tired back then nah you ain't feel it yet before sleep in the morning classes afternoon classes night classes doesn't matter so sophomore year just just knock off for a second, wake up, refresh, ready to answer some questions. Listen, I can't even, between that and, like, I can't even do any all-nighters anymore. Like, you, you can't ask me to stay up till 3 o'clock to do anything. It just don't work. Yeah. So, yeah. Talking to Quinn about being the teacher, and I was like, hmm, I have all this experience. Tutoring, mentoring. I think you should do it. I don't see why. What subject would you want to teach, though? Uh, my best two are math and science, then history. Don't ever give me our English class. I will fail all the children in life. <laughs> At least you know that. Like, you know that that's a weakness. So it's like you could tell someone, like, please just don't put me in this right now. Like, you know? Like, do you want the kids to learn? 
<laughs> or do you or do you want them to fail? <laughs> like just <laughs> but I feel like I feel like you'd be fine. I don't see why not. I definitely see like the math and science. Oh yeah, because I'm that's one of the things I'm good at and I'm getting better at knowing of uh, teaching it. Mm-hmm. I feel like you should go for it. I don't mm. see why not. Convince me. Teach America really easily. Just just swoop your way in. <laughs> like, hey. I mean, Quinn got high school. I, I mean, no, he got middle, middle school. school. Yeah. Yeah. He got middle school. I think he wanted it anyway. I won't want high school or middle school. I need to speak to these people and they need to have a level of cognitive, cognitive. Um, cognitive understanding and cognitive level to understand what I'm talking to them about. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I haven't gone dumb, you know, I'm just, it's just more simple. <laughs> yeah, just, it's all the same thing. It's just a simpler version. Yeah. Because with math, it'll just, once you had the basis of adding, subtracting, multiplication, and division, after that, it's the same thing. Just new situations. You talking about math right now? I'm like, I haven't taught math in so long. I'm like, I teach the kids their numbers, but like, I don't have to teach them like, you know, addition and subtraction right now. And I'm like, I always think I'm like, after this, like, I mean, I could do kindergarten and I'm like, Lord, I'm like, I don't even know what they're teaching kindergarten children anymore. I'm like, I was looking at like my niece's stuff and I was like, I think it was my, no, my nephew. They were teaching him what a, um, what do you call that? The bibliography, the Oh my gosh, why am I forgetting it? It's like at the end when you're like putting all your resources, the word is not popping up in my head right now. Bibliography references? Yeah, that's what it is. But yeah, and I was like, why are they teaching you this? I'm like, I didn't learn this till college. I was like, I was like, this is outrageous. Like, what sources are they putting? Like, what what do you what do you what are they writing? They don't even know what what the link even means they don't know what a link is they just know that this is the website i'm on they don't even know that i'm just like y'all y'all have lost your mind what you're teaching these kids nowadays and now with the like coronavirus now you're teaching them how to use technology and how to get onto zoom and it's like well yeah that beautiful red button you see there yeah just click it and you'll leave <laughs> like leave yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i remember the total script for no reason at all oh my script is still ugly. I don't even know why they decided. Oh, to I it. I had to make it unrecognizable so nobody could copy it. <laughs> so it's like chicken scratch. Oh yeah, I had to just change it up. Just like <laughs> nope. Yeah, I I don't even know why. And but I feel like they only taught that what in like elementary school, and yeah. they just let you be. <laughs> so it's like they were like, yeah, this, they probably knew it was the most biggest failed attempt of their life to even implement a script curriculum into the program. Like, for what? <laughs> can you write print? If you can write print, that's all you need to know. <laughs> yeah, teacher. I'll look into it. Looking into I it. I feel like you should just, I mean, you got, you got years and years on it. You, you might as well do something. Yeah. It seems like life is like, hey, you want to do other things, but I want life wants me to teach. I'm just like, life. I mean, look, listen, maybe maybe look at the school system in the next year. <laughs> let's let's see what changes they make. Hopefully, they make some, and then I feel like you'll be fine. You know, 
find the right school and program that you want to get into and like things will go the way you need them to go. See something math and science, be like, all right, cool. This is the Pythagorean theorem. This is. You hit, you just hurt my head right now. <laughs> but you can keep going. Literally, I like got tension in my forehead. I was like, oh no, Pythagorean theorem. You know, the last time I've done that, man, I can't remember. Yeah, right. Yeah. What do you see? I have all this experience. Might as well use it. I don't see why not. Get a few years at a, at a school and keep it pushing. Keep this podcast on the side. Like, teacher log number one, day one, I failed. <laughs> your first day won't be a fail it'll be it'll be a reality check but it won't be a fail you know like everybody say your names what y'all like what kind of music y'all like uh, tv shows y'all be watching exactly and i feel like that's another thing like i think quinn does this a lot like he'll talk to them about like the shows they watch and stuff of that nature and um And like, sorry, he's like talking to me. And he'll like um, teach them like the shows and stuff. And like, he'll talk to them about like what's going on in the world. And it's like, I wish I could talk to my kids about playing a video game. Like, I was like, I wish I could be like, yeah, let's talk about Call of Duty. And I can't do that. Cause then they're gonna be like, now Miss Jamise is promoting violence. And I'm like, no, I'm just trying to, I just want to know what video games they play. And like, and then obviously like I could use Fortnite, but it's like, I can't be sitting there talking about, yeah, you know, when like you shoot, you just shoot people and you kind of like just need to get through the game. I can't do it. So it's like, what can I really use? And like, what context can I speak it in? You got to talk about the building and they build their hotels and everything. Listen, listen, I don't, I don't use the building aspect on Fortnite. I'm a call of duty person. I don't know why they decided it, it's like that's to block. No, you don't need to block nothing. You need to just move your body and shoot. If you cannot shoot and you die first, that was on you. <laughs> I was like, why you build a five oh my why you build a five star hotel? Like <laughs> now or to reach the ceiling and the sky. Like no nobody wants to be climbing these stairs just to get to where you are. Yeah, because I remember uh, the summer working at Baruch, not this uh, past summer, not the one this past, the other one. And uh, mm-hmm. I told him one of the students about like, anime, because he's a choir student. I was like, hmm, how can they get to him? They see like mm-hmm. anime. And I was like, I got bullied for anime, so you can like anime and not get bullied for it. So we made exactly. a connection. You see? I mean, I don't, do they still, I don't think they really bully people anymore. No, because anyway, right? it's mainstream. Yeah. Yeah, so the saddest part because it's like you have people from way back that, <laughs> that experience that that distraught and that like you know stuff going on because it wasn't cool or it was you were this or you were like, that. Everybody <laughs> watched anime at the same time, like whatever. Yeah, I know. Hamed's trying to get me onto that. I think I was watching. Um, I can't even remember. <laughs> that was that was very sad. That was real sad. It's it's, it's the book one. What book is it? The Death Note. Yeah, he was make, making me watch Death Note. I didn't finish it. Um, what episode? <laughs> I was way in. I was way in. Like, I was completely in the episode, so, and the seasons. But I can't remember, like, where I left off at. Once I it was real the, good. Yeah, once I seen the second episode, I was like, oh, my, I love this show. <laughs> I think he was trying to get me to watch another anime, but he told I told him to wait until I get free, and then 
stress came on and then nothing happened. So I'm like, let's see what he advises me to watch. Let's see. What would be a good anime for you to watch? For starters, for starters, you know, like people like me that don't really interact with that environment yet. Because it depends. I like action ones. With like Dragon Ball Z with a bunch of fighting. Like, eh, they kind of exist. But then you have like definitely <laughs> smart, methodical thinking. If, yeah. if you if you think of something that's similar to Death Note, what what would be similar to Death Note? People always say it's called Gios. I haven't watched it uh, personally yet, but that's people always say like something like that. Okay. And then I'll ask him, I'll ask him about it and see what he says. Uh, I just finished Ninety One Days. It's doing thirteen episodes. It's a mafia one. Oh, it's cool. Mm. Okay, that might be interesting. Yeah, it's more of like a drama. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm all in for the drama. I like all the nonsense going on in your life. <laughs> and Black Lagoon was cool. But that's like action, episodic type of anime. Where like each episode is like its own the same story. Into oh, like okay. So some episodes connect to each other. I see. That probably won't be too bad. I'm gonna see. I'm trying. I'm I'm gonna see what it how I feel about it. And then you have like the um I'm gonna show you a lot of shonens. And that's not the like the company, that's more of like the age group for like teens. Mm-hmm. And then the shoujo's for like teen girls. Show shonen for like teen boys, shonen shoujo's for teen girls. Oh, okay. And then you have like adult. You have young adults. I forget the other one, and then you have um Young adult males, young adult females. Mm-hmm. Those are like the four main categories. Yeah, that's just outrageous. <laughs> there's so much. There's just so much. I think it's the same thing as like American cartoons. You have like the children cartoons, and then you have teen cartoons. And then you have adult cartoons. Yeah. Yeah, we, we, we know the adult cartoons. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, are they really children's cartoons? Because it sounds like they're teaching these kids some stuff that we, we wasn't really catching on to. <laughs> we probably were saying it, but then as adults, we was like, what were we talking about? Exactly. Yeah. I was like, do you see what they're teaching our children right now? I was like, we had it worse. And then before that, they had it worse. Like Tom mm-hmm. and Jerry. That, that show was just... I feel like when you watch shows as adults, you just hear the, like... The, you hear the adultness in their voices, and it's like... You, you were trying... You're, you're just trying to be a child, but not really, because you really still want to be an adult. So you say some real nasty things. <laughs> just like... Hmm. I think you should go for it. I mean, listen, people told me countless years that I should be doing it and I was telling them no. Now look at me. What what, what can we do about it? I don't know. What are my strengths? Interpersonal skills. I just had terrible presentation skills, but I have great interpersonal skills. Which is good. I mean, you work on certain stuff. You know what I mean? Like, I think people expect you to be so ready and just having these skills so, like, profound. But it's, like, it, it just it just goes. Like, 
I'm good at public speaking, but like my first lesson teaching these kids, you think I was sitting there, I probably was talking like some mouse because I didn't know what the heck I was supposed to be teaching. It's like, so like, it just happens. Yeah. Quinn was like, the children would love you have a podcast, like, if they can find it. Yeah, he said it. <laughs> I think they would think that's so cool. Like, that would be something that, like, you could even bond with them with. They're like, they'll probably create a funny nickname or something. I'll be like, if you find it, we can talk about it. <laughs> that happened with the summer. One of my students found the podcast. I was like, oh, my God. Instagram was like, oh, my God. You didn't want to tell them about it? I mean, I was working, so I was full focused on, the, like, the work. Like, mm-hmm. getting them to understand how to write an essay. You know, you should have been like, you figure out how to write this essay, I'll tell you what the podcast is. <laughs> Every time you do something right, I'll give you a little bit more piece of information to help you find out what you need, what you want to know. Or, because I'd be like, I'm like, focus on the work, everything else will come later. And look at that. Like, you already got it down pat. You see that? That's the, that's the, that's the, like, the boundary that you're setting. You're like, listen, get through the real deal first, and then I can, we can have that conversation later. Which is what you need to do, because some people be playing around with these kids, and then they don't know nothing. And then they go into college, and they don't know nothing. Maybe the children will be like, let's talk about your personal life. Track you a little bit. Like, I was there when the book was written. I know all the tricks. <laughs> <laughs> like you can't you can't play me sorry to inform you you just you just can't play me like i know all the tricks i know what the apple watch does samsung watch i know everything mm-hmm. i went to school when it was there <laughs> i know about the water bottles i know about the water. <laughs> <laughs> all the cheating techniques i know it don't play me like if they if they if they get past all of that they deserve their grade at that point they did well. They, they should be in the CIA or something. If you get caught, you should stop cheating because you, you're bad at it. People were really cheating back then. They still are. Finding like little loopholes. <laughs> oh, online classes? That's beautiful. There's no such thing as cheating. Mm-hmm. Quizlet. <laughs> <laughs> check. Well, I think I have a friend who had a check. Oh my gosh. It's like they just, they was just, he said online, there's no such thing as cheating. I mean, you're probably you, right about that. Granted, if they make it like you can't get off the um web browser or log you out. Yeah. I have another laptop. I have a cell phone. <laughs> so you think we don't know how to work the system? <laughs> <laughs> if we want to get what we want to get, we're going to get it. I have a computer and I have like four laptops to my name. Try me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He said, you don't know how much of how much tech I got in my house to make me get through this class. <laughs> hmm. Teacher. I'm looking to it. I have the application, I have the websites up, Teach America, Teaching Fellows, NYC Teaching Council Collective, something like that. I don't know too many people in Teaching Fellows. I know um Whitney went through Teaching Fellows. Mm-hmm. I don't I haven't spoke to her in a minute to see what it like how it was, how the experience was, but you know, I think they're all kind of similar. It's one one program is the same as the other program. We we just trying to get our foot through the door. But then I get my That's what we trying to do. It ain't too. Ter- Let me not lie to you. 
<laughs> Let me not, because I'm. And masters is more writing. You, but you know what? Um, to be honest with you, like with Teach for America, they go through relay, so it's like it's not too much writing. Like everything you do is literally aligned to what you're teaching. So it's like you could be if you're writing a lesson plan, like that could be a midterm or a final, like. I literally have not written pages and pages of stuff. Like, I think the most pages that I've written and like literally like from the top to the bottom was like four pages. Oh, that's... Like, it's just mainly, it's just, it's just the stress just comes from you doing the stuff to make you a better teacher. So it's like, they're asking you and they're asking you of things that are requiring you to just, to push yourself to be that better teacher. And it's like, sometimes it can be frustrating. Like, why are you asking me what I'm doing in my classroom to build community? And I'm like, oh, I was like, oh, okay. Let me tell you. <laughs> I'll fuck it's up like, the oh, community. exactly right. <laughs> the community. <laughs> like what? Like what are you? Like what needs? Like what? What engagement strategy are you using? So it's like it's all aligned, and like I think that's what I like about relay, is that like it's not like a bunch of papers and you trying to figure this out and like read this textbook and do this and do that. It's like, it's embedded in what you're doing. So like, I think it depends. And it's been two years. I mean, I still have this year that I'm trying to get through. It already looks like it's going to be a headache, but I got to get up out of here. I need a break from school just completely. Or I have my year off. It's only been a year. Yeah. Yeah, it that's that's crazy. I didn't even realize that. That's wild. Time be flying. We getting old. We're the old people now. Whoa, 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 whoa. That's, <laughs> I still haven't found. I still haven't found one. Okay, I don't want to wish that. I had this in birth. Okay? I. He's like. <laughs> We are not getting old. We're still pretty young. Oh, yeah. We hit, when we hit, like, I think when we start to hit, like, 35, 40, we're going to start feeling it. They'll be like, I got to check my colon real quick. Got to check my mm-hmm. old. See which one's working. check if I've got arthritis from, from writing and, and all this other stuff. <laughs> Playing video games. Like, hey. <laughs> exactly, right? Like, <laughs> I spent my life doing this so much. Am I good? <laughs> Yeah, people always keep bringing me on to do mentoring and stuff like that. So, seems like life is like, hey, teach. That's also a good, um, a good path as well. Like I was telling Hamed, I'm like, um, that I would love to do mentoring. I'm like, I always loved it. Like I feel like, especially with like getting into the community, the same community that you like came from. Like, just teaching the kids what you know is just so much better. It's like. Cause they need someone like I, I didn't have a mentor. I'm like, and like, you look at people in your community, you're like, well, they're not doing what I wanted to do. Like your neighbor might not have went to college or like things of that nature. So it's like to have that people, those type of people in your space is so important. Yeah. Well, my style pretty much more, you know, my style is laid back. I'm more come to me. I'll, I'll tell you who knows the answer. Cause I ain't got all the answers. <laughs> And I, have, and I have a personal relationship with them. I'm like, hey, this is my mentee. Talk to them. Mm-hmm. You, you like, you're like the, it's the link, the bridge. Yeah, I'm, I'm, that, I'm the guy. Yeah, like, you're bridging the gaps. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, my gosh. 
I mean, if I knew somebody wanted to be a teacher, I'm like, I hit up one of my teacher friends, like, hey, I know somebody wants to be a teacher. Mm-hmm. Talk to them. It's so like you're like you're the bridge of the networks. Like if you need to get to someone, like Zeke knows them. Yeah. Like I still it's know still a mentorship who, in a way. Yeah, it's more of um, like I'll hear you out, and I'm like, hmm, I know somebody can help you better. And then yeah, that builds their network. Probably, mm-hmm. Then that builds their network, and then they get better at speaking to people. It's all right, cool. Listen, man, just go for teaching, go for mentoring, just shoot your shot, and I feel like development. It's been an hour. Nice. Yeah, it has. He said nice. <laughs> no, it's going to be funny. Episode 5, I'm like, mm, I shouldn't be a teacher. Episode 6, I might become a teacher. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's your, your progress. Your process of like <laughs> wanting, really, really deciding on what, if you want to do this work, right? Yeah. I mean, like, I feel like it's fine. It's just the school system. Like, you're going to get frustrated. And I may, it, I may it won't even be the kids. They'll be the best part. But, oh, my God. Fresh perspective. Mm-hmm. And I might learn things from them. They learn things from me. That's like, another good important impact. Like, you know, it's this, the circle of learning. Like, it's not only the kids learning. Like, you're learning, too. I didn't, I didn't know that. And then, like, a new perspective. Yeah, mm-hmm. attitude repertoire. Of all the foolishness going on in life. But be called Mr. Williams? That's weird. Why? What are they going to call you, Mr. Will? <laughs> Mr. W. Okay. Sound like a gym teacher, but we'll let it hang. <laughs> you know, they like to keep the one letter. Yeah. <laughs> All my team teachers had like one letter. Like Mr. T or I'm just like hey, Mr. what what's your name? <laughs> and Mr. O, Mr. T, Mr. Two Mr. B. <laughs> That must be a thing. I'm curious. Yeah, so she's like, why y'all only have one letter? Y'all just trying to make it simpler? Pretty much, probably. So they call you Miss Jones? Wait, is... No, they call me Miss Janice, yeah. In pre-K, uh, they call you by your first name. Um, when you get past that point, they're allowed to call you by your, first, your last name. I probably would not want them to be calling me Miss Jones. I actually like the Miss Janice better. Because <laughs> they can, but, some of them, a majority of them can pronounce it. I've, I've been called Miss No Meese. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they try and they learn, they, they learn, they, they don't ask for their own name yet. They get in there. <laughs> right? That's, and I'm like, but it's so adorable. Like, I, I, don't, I don't even be mad at it. I'm just like, as long as you, as long as I know you're calling me, because I need to know that you need me in a way. Um, but that's about it. As long as you make a sound okay. that I can recognize. If I hear the you, 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 there, we got it. You, you got it. Just, just keep it pushing. Well, the different thing with high school is that when like middle school in elementary, you train them, teaching them for a test. And then how you going to mix that with teaching them for like teaching? This would be the hard part. I mean, and I think that's what they discuss. And like when you become a teacher is like, 
probably Quinn probably knows much more about this, but like the simple fact that like there's a lot of teachers just teaching children to get through the regents or like to get through this test. And it's like, how about you focus on teaching them the basic things that they're going to need in order for them to pass that test? So it's like you're not teaching them to the test. You're trying to teach them so that they have the, you know, the basic understanding and knowledge. I mean, yeah, they have to pass the test, but what if what if you don't have enough time to teach them one section of the regions and it's like, damn, now, now they're going to fail. That's already like 20 points away from all types of life. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's that'll be something I have to think about. I'll be making a list of plan. Like, hmm, how can I put life? Just testing it. It's difficult. Trust me. I mean, I'm still, I'll be in, I'll be at work next week and I'm just, I'm going to sit there and try to figure out like how I'm going to teach them about their culture and stuff like that. You know, it's, it's a lot that comes into it with such a short amount of the day schedule. I don't know what's going to happen. That culture. I'd be like, I'm American. I don't have a culture. <laughs> you, you want me to tell the child that? <laughs> <laughs> I'll be the child, like, I don't know. Yeah, everybody here from America. Yeah, you, you want me to, I know what you want me to teach them. You want me to teach them that they were brought over here, their ancestors were <laughs> brought over here, and we don't have no type of culture, if, you be, if we're being quite frank, if you want to be honest. We're the displaced children of the world. I can't tell them that. That, that sounds so heartening. <laughs> it just sounds so disheartening. Like, could you, you were displaced, okay? You don't belong here. I mean, it's the reality, but you know, let me. I can let me think of a kid-friendly way to say that, and I'll get back to you. <laughs> like, see, what happened was people who look like you were had a on my boat ride, right? Mm-hmm. They were forced to go on. You know how your mom told you to do something, and you say no. They should make you do it. Mm-hmm. So something like, like that. You already there. Yeah, something like that. That sounds. That sounds like they can. <laughs> They can be able to internalize that and take that with them when they go home. <laughs> and then they hear a parent like, you're talking about savory? Like, yep. And then, and then I got to get a text message and a phone call and all these other things about, why are you teaching my child this? And I'm going to be like, oh, it's important for them to know this information. Uh, better for them to know it now than later because then they'll be going into these schools and they'll just be teaching them all this white colonial type things going on right sitting them teaching them the textbook about how christopher columbus found america come on now like, come on now ridiculous that's what that is <laughs> yeah there was a comedian who was like how parents they hate how parents call on on the weekdays like your child being bad like the parent don't call the teacher in the weekend like your student being being bad <laughs> exactly Listen, I have boundaries. Do not text me or call me on the weekend. This is my time away from everybody. Listen, Fridays is a run home day. Like, peace. Mm hmm. Next episode, I put in the application for Teach of America, all right? So we're going to wait in. We're going to be waiting. <laughs> That should be by the next episode. If you put in the application for Teach for America and be like, yeah, so now it's just a conversation of like, did I make the right decision? <laughs> and then 
it's a season three, the like season, it's just like a year for the whole process? Teach America? Or? Yeah. So if you do it now, you'll be in next year. So it'll be like, season six, be like, all right, cool. So first day teacher. It's no joke. <laughs> These children. I think I, I think I can get better at command and respect. Not like, like, err, but more like, mm-hmm. filling it out and like, all right, cool. And this is like, because students are very smart and they understand your, like your pattern like after the second day, they pretty much understand yeah. your pattern. So whatever... They, they don't have to be demanded. Yeah. Because I'm naturally not demanded. Yeah, it's, it's not... Listen, they will follow you as long as it feels like you're making sense. <laughs> like, you don't have to be sitting there telling them to do this and that. Like, as long as... You could be chill with them and they know... If they know the type of teacher you are, like, they know when you can be serious and when you can be playful, the pattern will just flow and then you won't have to demand anything of them, like, People would be trying to assert their power like that. We are not the police force. We are, we, we're not trying to be doing that. We, we want them, we want to work with them, not against them. I'll be like, summer, the student asked me about like, together people with kids. I was, I didn't, since I was assistant, I didn't put myself like the um, leader, but then I became mm-hmm. the leader. Like I got their respect. They listened to me. Yeah. I talked to them. Just be calm, cool, collected. How much time you got today? You said how much time yeah. I got? Yeah. You have anything else to say or no? No, that's pretty much it. I mean, I've just been chilling. You know, I'm trying to enjoy the rest of my vacation before <laughs> I have to go in a hazmat suit. People <laughs> like, all right, kids, so we're going to learn about how not to switch masks. Listen, I already, I see the swinging. I see the, I, I see all types of stuff going on in my head right now. You're just like, ah. Listen, I'm keeping my distance. Listen, <laughs> you pick your nose, please stay over there in that corner. Don't touch me. <laughs> did you, did you cough a little differently? Mm. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Shh. Yep. Uh-uh. You got to get out. Nope. Make them leave. It sounds too dry. <laughs> it's like, that cough was suspect. Less knees. It could be allergies. Mm. Nope. Don't sound like it. <laughs> I have allergies. I was something like that. <laughs> Listen, I'm just hoping. I don't want to get sick, and I don't want nobody else to get sick. So that's Can just this- how it's going to go. Can the students see when your mind when you're panicking? Because I the only thing people can see in my mind when I'm panicking, I'm just like I don't know what's going on. No, no, kids just feel your 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 body language and your you know the tone in your voice. So like they they if you sound like you're panicking, they're gonna be like, oh snap! Like this is Miss Jamisa is real. Like this <laughs> this is this is scary. Like especially like, if you think about it, like when the fire alarm when we do our little fire drills and stuff, they start panicking. It's like well. I'm trying to make you calm. I'm not, I'm not all amped up. But like the minute you tell them like, oh, okay, let's go. Let's line up. They're like, <laughs> they're like all amped up and like things of that nature. So it's like, they just, they just, they feed off your energy. So if you make it scared, they're going to feel like they're being scared. Yeah. Cause there's summer up. I have a, I have a plan for the day. 
and then they would need mm-hmm. extra help from something else. I'm like, well, my plan is out the window. Something new. Okay, cool. Let me just do this on the spot. Exactly. And then they will let you know what they like and what they don't like. In terms of like, let's keep let's keep doing this. This helps us out a lot. Mm-hmm. To the point, the students like, I thought you did this for free. I was like, for free. <laughs> I'm, I'm not that good of a person. <laughs> I'm I'm not that genuine. Let, let's let's hold off there, okay? <laughs> <laughs> well, means I did a good job then, because then there was like, oh, this I really put my heart into it, I guess. Yeah. So I'm like, I thought you did this for free. I'm just like, you're taking too highly of me. Sorry to inform you. I'm going to need to take that down. I mean, some people would do it. Like, if you, I guess if you weren't getting paid to do such thing, I mean, uh, uh, like, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Depending on who, because listen, this is, this. what you're doing is you need to be paid your, your time. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, those somebody else's emotions, complexities, and it's like, okay. You gotta be that leader the entire time. Plus we in the real world. We need money to get through life. <laughs> Ain't nothing else keeping these lights on. <laughs> these bills gotta be paid, all right? You wanna see you see me here? You gotta pay these bills. Exactly. If there weren't bills, we'd be fine. We I would do anything for free. What would be what would be the cost of the money? Nothing. Yeah. Nobody would. They might as well just throw it out the window anyway. We don't need it. Nah. Just find your passion. And keep doing it. <laughs> exactly. And then become a boss. Episode seven, Black Arts, applying for all these programs. Episode eight, I'm trying to get my lesson plan ready for whatever subject I'm going to be. So I'm practicing. <laughs> Look, I, I have faith. I see it. I already see it happening. I feel like you'll be fine because, like, you already have the background. So, like, it's good to go. Like, I think we need, and you know what? We need more black male educators. So please, please, just just push through. Just. <laughs> It's not enough. It's it's literally not enough. It's not enough. I promise you that. And I did get mentor of the year, sophomore year. Oh, you want to have that conversation? <laughs> was it? For doing nothing. I did a lot of work, right? I had mentees. You was laid back. You sent your students to the connections. <laughs> uh yeah. I need to. I. I can't give them the wrong answer. You're right. You know what? And you know, that's a lot of transparency right there. You're basically telling them, look, I don't have the answer, but I can connect you with someone who does have the answer. <laughs> and that helped out. I guess, I guess it works. It's <laughs> <laughs> just a different style. And then I helped out one of my mentees. They got the confidence up. They helped me out with the history month a year later. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I want some designs, so. So, yeah. The episode nine be like, I'm getting my name. What should my name, what should my teacher name be? 
the episode 10 we're like so this will be my outfit with the polo shirt that like i have the oh business casual then you probably have the khakis and then you have the jordans so yeah let you just know that they can't start on you that they can't that they can't start on you i'm weak <laughs> They'll, they'll be sitting there like, oh, look at this. The W came in here with his, his Jordans on. Okay. Like, I have a new pair of Jordans every day. They have the phone every day. You can't, you can't space them out. You can't space them out. That's going to be that's gonna be the talk of the, of the, the whole classroom. So it was... Because the first time I helped out with Rook on um, the Academy, my students was like, you wear, wear different sneakers every day. I didn't even realize I did that. This how they told me. I was like, oh, word? I think that's why I'd be happy. The kids don't care about what I'm wearing. I'm just like, <laughs> I could come in there looking crazy and they wouldn't even acknowledge the situation. Unless I look like really, really crazy. And they're like, Mr. Means, you just don't look like the way you looked last week. <laughs> I would be like, like, you know what? You, 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 you're right. <laughs> At least they're concerned for your well-being. Oh, their well-being. Which I'm going to clean first. Exactly. Like, if I teach it isn't okay, then we're not okay. <laughs> <laughs> we're definitely not. And then another the sneakers be another way. So the math equation, the black like, cool. So you have like talking about see how like calculus and brute they made like um the business part. Mm-hmm. You already got my head hurting, but keep going. <laughs> and then be like, all right, cool. So you see how the Jordans, they cost like 600 a resale, right? Uh-huh. But the um, retail was like 180, like 200. So to, what was the markup price? Do you see the percentage? Mm-hmm. And they're going to be engaged. They're going to be like, mm. they be like, see, you shouldn't buy stinkers on resale. It's not worth it. <laughs> You're going to have them out there all buying Jordans. <laughs> then someone will be like, I can make money off of this. And then Exactly. <laughs> then that'll be, that'll be another, it'll be like YouTube. That's another thing going on in the world. Yeah, I do have friends who do a lot of resale. I ain't with all that. That's not what Jordans just be coming out with the same thing every year. Like, I don't, I'm just over it. I mean, yeah. We gotta, we gotta do better. Just make our own businesses. Start on the kids, though. We gotta make sure they know the hierarchy. I can dress. They can. They don't think I'm too nerdy or too laid back. Like, nah, I'll let you know, I got the kicks. <laughs> He's like, my top and my bottoms might not look like it, but my footwear, it's all on game. <laughs> they have your personality right to know. <laughs> so yeah, middle school, high school would be the best. You get this talk. Yeah. I, I don't think they'll... I think the minute you put you don't want to do elementary, I think you'll be fine. <laughs> I'm, sorry, I'm like, no, no, they're too young. I'll be having my presence. I'm like, I'm... They talk a lot. Right, cool. He's like, no, I just, I just need them to have a nice, beautiful, long conversation with me. I don't need one to two sentences, one to two words. I don't need, yes. I don't need, I good. I don't need, you know, like, I need, I need very long paragraphs to come out of their mouth. 
I talked to my cousin, my um, younger cousin. I'm just like, I realized how I'm used to talking to people my age. Mm-hmm. He's just like, oh, wait, they're young. <laughs> like, this, they're smart, but they're young. Yeah, it's, it's really, I mean, I can't, you know, have that, like, long intellectual conversation with them. It's, but I could have a conversation with them. It just won't be, it might not come off as, well, you can't do it with all of them. Yeah. And it won't come off as, like, this long and, like, very profound, like, they're giving me advice and, you know, things of that nature. Like, you just learn about the kids a little bit more when you have certain conversations. It's like, ah, oh, it's more, no matter what age you got to pull it out of them, like, who are you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you need? So, yeah, next episode eight, filling the application. Episode nine, I got my other recommendations. It's two of them, right? <laughs> yeah. It's I think it was two. It might have been three. I can't remember. I was just glad I got in. Because I was like, what you going to do after you get out of college? I'm like, I don't have no idea. I was in the same boat. I'm in the same boat. <laughs> but at least you're still, like, working. Like, imagine oh, yeah. if you just had nothing to fall back on, like. Ooh, I get my bike fixed. Be that DoorDash, that Uber Eats. <laughs> After you've achieved a bachelor's degree? Come on, no, nah, you can't be doing that. It's called investing into the podcast. When the podcast gets, blows up. Then, then, then that's it. It's the hustle. I hear you. It's, it's a long-term, everything I'm doing right now is just a long-term plan. It's like, I need miracles. They'll come. They'll come in due time. As long as you put the work in. Put the website. Work just fine. The website is done finally. Yeah, I saw. I'm like, I'm like that's nice. <laughs> oh my god! Thank you. Uh, hopefully, it makes sense. Like the <laughs> um the function of it, because I was confused if people yeah. would understand what I was thinking. No, it looked like I. I mean, I was able to like navigate it and stuff. So I'm like, I wasn't like pressed by it. I was like, I think the fact that you even made that on your own, like, I don't think people understand. <laughs> I think it'd be minus in that programming class. And then, because my partner did my partner, we had to pull your pair up. So I found the guy mm-hmm. in the class, and he was good at programming, and I'm good at design. Put it together, you have a website. Listen, knowing me, looking at all the numbers and symbols and things of that nature. <laughs> like I told her, man, I don't understand what half of it does, but I know it's important. <laughs> just, just leave it alone. He's like, don't touch it. <laughs> Include it. Don't touch it. <laughs> yeah. Then the app and then this PDF so the people who will ask me how to play a lab that I can't speak English. See, I can't teach you. I can't speak English. People ask me how to start a podcast. I'm like, read this book I made. L- listen, I'm, I'm all for you making a book at this point. You you better put the book out there and figure, listen, just give the tools to success. The only hard part is if, um, if I, could, I could put it on Amazon for free is that I'm probably going to make a publishing company, but then I don't have money for that to get LLC oh, you, and pay you, taxes. You, you trying to, okay, I see what you're trying to do out here. I mean, because if you get it, 
what most people are doing now is getting on Amazon. They get Amazon bestseller, and then they um making their stuff exclusive on their website. Oh, okay. So then it's actually coming straight from okay. Because I mean that Amazon, makes more sense. And then they use Amazon bestseller as like the um like the blue check. Oh, okay. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. The people like, oh, you're an Amazon bestseller or like a, like a New York Times bestseller. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. That's not, I mean, listen, you go for it. I think people are going to buy it. But I'm going to keep it as a PDF for right now so I can figure out what to do with money that I don't have. <laughs> money I don't have. It'll come. You just got to, you got to trust the process. I was a transition from teaching in person to like, okay, now be online, everybody. No, it's breaking up. You? Very good. Okay. Yeah. I was a transition from like in person to like everything's online. Good luck. Oh, for teaching? Yeah. I think that trend, it wasn't too terrible. I mean, like, that trend, it was, like, hard to think about because it's, like, you don't teach three, four-year-olds online. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, I already know they're going to be jumping off the walls. And it's, like, I mean, they weren't doing anything crazy. Like, some kids would be walking all around a few times, but they were sitting for the most part. So I wasn't, I had no problem with I think the main issue was that, you know, some parents didn't have, they didn't have internet, they didn't have Wi-Fi, they didn't have a tablet, or they didn't have a laptop. Like, people weren't thinking about that. They just assumed these people had money to buy this and buy that. And then, well, no, not all of them do. <laughs> you didn't even ask them prior to you starting this if they had, the te- like, the technology that they needed to make this happen. And I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure they still don't. Yeah, same thing on CUNY side. I was like, hey, take a week off. And then... Couple of weeks later, take another week off when you get everybody a laptop. What What was the point of that? <laughs> oh, you you realize that people can't get on. Oh, okay. I was, I'm lucky, but you know. Hmm. All right. Ah. So, right, it's 8.17, do a couple more and then we'll be done. <laughs> this was fun, talking to the old friends. Yeah, it was. We haven't spoken in a very long time. We're both busy. We're both teaching these children. And it ain't easy. No. Because when they want to be there and you don't want to be there, but you have to pretend you want to be there, Listen, that was me all year. I'm like, when is the breaks coming? I mean, when I look forward to each break. <laughs> and high school has less days than elementary. We had to. We got to teach high school. Yeah, that's also true. Unless you try, you plan to do after, you know, summer school. Which I don't know why you would agree to that. I mean, I ain't gonna have nothing else better to do. 
Was I have a side hustle? There's a lot of things better to do. I'm just gonna throw that out there. <laughs> you know, relax, get a break. <laughs> I guess travel for the podcast. Like, I'm on vacation. <laughs> exactly. You have time to do your passion, your other passion. It's funny. Dave sent an email about like a school looking for people who going for their master's degree for teaching to teach at a high school. I think it was. Oh, okay. That was like a couple months ago, so I didn't apply for that. I was trying to be a teacher, <laughs> as like the progression of the podcast could tell you. <laughs> exactly right, <laughs> but now you know why. But it's just even he thought of it. It seems like a lot of people like go. Mm. Hmm. Yeah. I'm out of ideas. You have any ideas? You have any questions? No, I mean, idea wise, just I feel like you just need to become a teacher, <laughs> make it happen, point blank, period. You know, it, it's a very it's a very difficult thing to do, but I feel like it's very, you feel the goodness in your I'm heart. Not, I'm about to be a fun teacher because I ain't trying to do all that grading. Listen, I feel like if whatever kind of teacher you are, make it happen in that space while you're doing what you're being asked to do. If you're doing what you need to do in the classroom, the administration don't matter. <laughs> they do not. They are all, all they are is white noise. I've been great since high school helping out my teachers. Like, all right, we're on board. <laughs> I ain't paying attention. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Then once I become a teacher, my mom will be happy because then she'll be like, you're a teacher and you're getting your master's? We, we love to hear people further in their education, right? <laughs> I'm like, I want to get or my master's. I only got my master's if I had a plan. Exactly. Or you like, they like us doing multiple things at once. Like, you're so busy. <laughs> like, no, that's terrible. I need sleep. <laughs> exactly. Or just time I need to, to relax. Or time to do nothing. That's also a good thing. I've had a lot of time to do nothing. Well, it's almost two hours. Gonna end the episode. Okay. Last question is: What would we? What would you name your origin story? Ooh. Mm, that's a good question. I don't even know. Like, I feel like it would just be like a mixture of words like trials and tribulations or like pain and pleasure like it would have to be something that's like that's defining like in describing my experience like it would be deep it might be a poem that i think that'll be better if it was just a, a series of poems and it's just pain and pleasure i think that would be nice nice but that'll be the end of the episode Whew. No problem. Thanks for having me. No problem. Anytime. <laughs> that brings another episode of the Let's Get Podcast to a close. 
I'll thank Jamis for being a guest on the podcast. For next week, I'm my friend Sam to discuss anime. I hope we continue a nice day, and I hope to see you there.